Hello, today we have the pleasure of interviewing Sonny Trin, CEO of DevStream Holdings. Sonny, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Sonny, DevStream is focused on tech-based decarbonization solutions that advance the development and monetization of environmental assets. Let's start with a brief overview of your operations. Yeah, no, thank you, Craig. Uh, DevStream is a company that helps generate streams of revenue for other companies, organizations, or even cities and states through the use of carbon credits with a focus on technology. In other words, if a company has a technology or are doing an activity that helps reduce energy consumption or greenhouse gas emissions, we come in and provide a full turnkey service where we generate and monetize carbon credits for them in exchange for a portion of these credits. For example, we have an industrial energy efficiency program where if a company has an old manufacturing facility and they're looking to modernize it and include ways to reduce energy consumption and or any types of emissions, we come in and generate carbon credits from these activities. We then monetize the credits and help them pay for these upgrades. And since there are industrial facilities everywhere, just this one program alone is extremely scalable with huge growth potential. Uh, we're getting ready to start a project with one manufacturing facility, and it alone is expected to generate over 100,000 carbon credits per year. You recently announced a definitive agreement with Focus Impact Acquisition Corporation to list DevStream shares on the NASDAQ. What can you tell us about this transaction and the expected timeline to listing? Yeah, so like any high growth emerging company, we're we're always looking for access to capital to fuel our growth since we have way more projects than we can handle right now and have a great opportunity to take advantage of our leadership position to capture additional market share. So moving to NASDAQ would allow us to do this. Uh, as a result, we, we looked at various options, including SPACs. Uh, we didn't specifically target going to a SPAC route originally, but also wanted to consider it. So we spoke to four different SPACs and one really stood out and that was Focus Impact. The reason was that their goals and missions to find a company that is creating an, a positive impact on the world perfectly matched with ours. Then we got to know their leadership team uh, led by Carl Stanton, their CEO, and really we just clicked. And now we are about a week or so away from filing our S4. So if all goes well, we should be the first and only carbon company on NASDAQ in a few months. Wow, that's exciting, Sonny. Now, turning to the market, just how big is the addressable market opportunity for those solutions of yours? Yeah. So. As we all know, global warming is a massive problem with the main cause coming from greenhouse gas emissions, such as carbon dioxide. To address it, the United Nations and countries throughout the globe have created emissions reduction goals and have signed agreements to meet them. Along with these goals, they created a financial mechanism called carbon credits that would reward activities that reduce carbon emissions. So when an organization or country does something that eliminates, avoids, or sequesters carbon from the air, they would receive one carbon credit for every metric ton. Then for companies or countries that have excessive emissions, they would need to buy one carbon credit for every ton they're above either a regulatory threshold or a voluntary goal. What this means is that pretty much every company or country with a net zero goal will have to buy carbon credits. And these goals are by no means small, right? So it's estimated that we will need to reduce 23 billion tons of CO2 annually by 2030, and roughly 12 and a half billion tons will be driven by carbon credits. This is why the carbon credit is already a massive and continuing to grow. It's a massive market. So if you look at the, uh, the TAM, in 2023, it's expected to be $1.16 trillion, growing to $2.68 trillion by 2028. And one more thing I'll add as well too, there's been studies done by American University that nature-based solutions will only address up to 20% of the solutions necessary in order for us to address climate change. The other 80% needs to come from technology. And that's where we, we shine. We're a leader on the technology side of the carbon credits. So here's this massive TAM and the big, big, biggest, biggest portion of it is where we play in. 
Let's turn now to your business model, Sonny. How does DevStream make money? And in particular, what are the margins like? Yeah. So the majority of our business has a fairly simple model. Uh, as I said before, we work with companies, organizations, and even municipalities and states and help them identify activities that are eligible for environmental assets, such as carbon credits. We then provide that turnkey service where we generate these assets on their behalf in exchange for a portion of these credits, typically 25%. So this provides a new stream of revenue for these organizations without them needing to invest in any additional resources. The process of generating carbon credits is very complicated and lengthy, and very few companies have the level of expertise that we do, especially when it comes to technology-based carbon credits. This is why many of the companies we talk to end up engaging with us. As for the margins, depending on the size of the project, our margins typically run between high 80s to 90-ish percentage. And the main reason is because we're not investing into these projects. The only costs we bear are the cost to register, validate, and certify the credits. And one last thing I'd like to add to you is that our business model is incredibly scalable, right? And this is one of the inherent advantages of technology-based credits. Once a technology is proven, you can replicate it over and over again. So for example, you know, we have a building efficiency program that aggregates activities that reduces energy consumption within any type of building. This includes uh, high efficiency HVAC systems, LED lighting, and so on. And our program is getting ready to launch and will be open to any building in North America. So you can imagine how many buildings there are that can be added to this program, including offices, municipal buildings, school campuses, and so forth. And this is just one of many programs we expect to launch in the near future. Sonny, it is often said management is key to the success of microcap and smaller cap companies. Who are some of the key players on your team? No, you're absolutely right that the success of a company is highly dependent on its management team. And I feel that we have one of the best teams in this space. Uh, I'll just highlight a few, starting with Eric Wendt, our CTO, Chief Technology Officer. He's been in green technology since he started his first company as a teenager over 20 years ago, where he and his brother designed an alternative fuel engine for cars. It was one of the first motors that used hydrogen. He was also an early adopter of LED lighting and have incubated dozens of startups. Uh, next is our chief sustainability officer, Dr. Destiny Nock. She's uh, one of four PhDs we have on our team. Uh, she has a PhD in environmental engineering and policies and has worked with government agencies on energy equality um, studies and policies. Uh, she's done, she has dozens of published papers and articles around energy and ESG. Uh, she also helped improve the policies for Northern Ireland's Renewable Obligation Credits Program their versions of uh, SolarX. And then last is uh, our head of carbon, doc, uh, David Oliver. David also has an engineering background with over a decade of experience in power generation and renewable energy across developing nations. But what makes David really stand out is that he's arguably the world's leading expert in carbon credits with over a decade of experience in this space. He's been asked to lead Canada's National Carbon Association and is currently an advisor for British Columbia's offset program where his proposal is currently under review by the premier. Um, he also is consulting for many government agencies, and he too has a long list of uh, published papers around the carbon credit space. Sonny, let's wrap up today with the essential value proposition. Why should investors take an interest in DevStream right now? So the first thing, if you look at the, the space we play in, there's not a lot of players. It's a trillion dollar TAM and growing to, I'm expecting more than double in the next four years. And 80% of the space is expected to come from technology, which we are the leader in. Next, we have a pipeline of over 140 projects with seven under definitive contracts and an additional eight under LOI, with many about to convert over to contracts. Uh, and I, let's mention before, many of these are extremely scalable. Um, we also have a definitive optic agreement or essentially a purchase order from a large global energy company for the purchase of our credits up to 650,000 compliance credits over the next three years. So we have both the supply side and also the buy side as well. 
And like I said, we expect to be the first and only company on NASDAQ once our merger is approved. Sonny, I for one have never heard a story quite like yours. Thank you very much for sharing your fascinating story with us. Well, again, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure chatting with you.